Hello and welcome to the Relocation Maven. My name is Nigel LeVoyne and I am a relocation research and alignment consultant. My goal is to help you align your gifts, talents as you step into your purpose through your relocation so you can relocate your life like a boss. We are going to be talking about the relocation impact. And you may be thinking, okay, what is the impact other than me just picking up and moving? The relocation impact is made up of four main areas. And yes, you will have sub areas, but we're going to go over four main areas in the relocation impact series. The first area is emotional, the emotional impact. How do you feel about yourself and how do you feel about how other people feel about you? The interpersonal impact. What kind of relationships are you in? What kind of relationships do you have? Are they healthy, toxic, long-term? Are you ready to say, you know what? I just deserve more. Or are you loving those relationships that you're in? And what type of roles do they play in your life? Then we have the professional impact. Are you at a dead-end job? Are you ready to move up the corporate ladder? Are you ready to be the entrepreneurial that has been begging to come out of you? Whatever your professional journey and goals are, understand your relocation will impact it. Last but not least, that big elephant in the room that's always there, which is income, that income, the income impact. The relocation income impact. How are you going to transfer or bring about a new stream of income in your new environment as you relocate? This is really critical because guess what's going to transfer? Bills are going to transfer. Responsibilities and obligations, they're going to just transfer with you. They don't just stop. They may be a little less, maybe a little bit higher, but you have to think about not only the cost of living, but what is your cost of your desired lifestyle? You know, do you live below your means? Are you like, you know, is one life to live and I want to get everything that I ever wanted? You need to figure out where you're at on that spectrum so that way you can make sure that your professional end or income is going to be able to match that. The relocation impact series is going to help you get real, realistic, real fast right now. Because yes, relocation is amazing. It is the catalyst. It can change a legacy. It can change a generation. You can meet the love of your life. You can start the business you never thought was possible. You can get that position that you've been waiting around for years, but they just never had it where you were. However, on the flip side of this, relocation, if not done for the right reasons, if not done with preparation, if not done in a way where it aligns with your purpose, it can be catastrophic. It can set you back. It can be your environment all over again, but just in a new environment, which is no fun at all. So as you take this journey with me, make sure that you have a pen and you have a paper and you take notes and you re you re-listen to the podcast as much as you need to, because I want your relocation or your decision to relocate. I want it to make sense and I want it to align with who you are and where you want to go at in your life. It's a whole world out here. So that being said, I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Goodbye for now.
Hello, and welcome to the Relocation Maven. Hi, my name is Nigella Vaughn, and I am your host. I am the Relocation Maven, and my purpose-filled passion is to help you align your gifts, talents, as you step into your purpose with your relocation. We are going to be talking about the emotional relocation impact as a part of the relocation impact series. Emotions. It's almost like they can become so motivating and euphoric and visionary. And then at the other spectrum, they can be downright, you feel like you cannot breathe in your own body. Having a healthy emotional relationship with yourself is so key. Your emotions is how you see you internally and externally and how you feel about how other people see and feel about you. And making sure that you are at a healthy, like on a healthy wavelength. You may say, you may be thinking like, okay, I'm doing this relocation because I'm not in emotion, I'm not in an emotional healthy space. I'm around toxicity. I need to get away. I'm ready to start over. And that can be the case. However, if your relocation is going to be a part of your emotional healing, it's certain things that you just have to do. And we'll talk about that later on in the episode. I want to talk about trauma, right? Because the relocation, unless you are really doing it just for um, your job transfer, you have no other options or you feel like you have no other options um, but to relocate due to work. Or you may be even in the military, so it's really kind of no option. You have to go where they send you. If you are relocating for any other reason than that, you have to be emotionally healthy. And a lot of times, it's not just saying, you know what, this decision is not emotionally based. I'm doing this because I want a better life. I'm doing this because of more opportunities. While those are good reasons to relocate, we want to dig a little deeper. And I want to talk about the trauma train, right? The trauma train is basically a timeline of your traumas, no matter how big and how small. From your childhood up to your adult experiences, different situations and experiences have created a trauma stop. And depending on where you're at emotionally, this relocation could either, I'm either gonna take you through some trauma stops or maybe you are relocating because of a trauma stop because you're currently on a train, it keeps it keeps stopping. Maybe it's that relationship that's taking you back. Maybe it's that work environment that is just like mentally draining you. Or maybe it's just your environment, right? And you're like, you know what? I did this for X amount of years. I'm ready to move on. However, every decision that you make is based off of a trauma and it's not really based off of reality. So there are times where you just have to work on that. Yes, you can move, but I'm a firm believer. You can relocate to anywhere. You can go overseas. You can try to go to the moon if you want to. You are going to take you wherever you are, good, bad, or indifferent. So being very aware of your decision to relocate and if it's emotionally charged, is it for emotional reasons, right? Is it because of the way you feel? 
Because let me tell you something, feelings, they come and they go. That's one thing about a feeling. You can feel amazing in one moment, and then you can have a thought, whether it's a trauma spot or it's just a thought, maybe something happened, you get irritated, and your feelings can totally change. So I want you to look at it like this. Your relocation is the lighthouse, right? It's that lighthouse. It's, it's like leading away through a stormy, maybe a stormy point in your life, or maybe it's a point where, you know what, you're feeling good, you're happy, right? You know, maybe you have the peace, but not all the peace that you want. So you're like, I'm ready for a relocation. Or you may be frantic and you're like, you know what, I'm done with this shit. I have to go. This is not for me for no more. So instead of you being an anchor to instead of you being an anchor to a shit that's going to sell you, that's going to get you to the lighthouse safely, you become the buoy that is yards away from the lighthouse. So you're just bobbing up and down in confusion. You're bobbing up and down in your emotions. You are bobbing up and down in the way that you feel. You're not bobbing, you're, you're, it's not about facts, right? You're not going on your reality of your situation. Um, you're not taking responsibility of your situation. Everything is about a feeling. Everything is about an emotion. Um, so we need to like remember that emotions are human is a natural thing. However, we cannot let our relocation or really any decisions only be forced and only be um, made through emotions, right? Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about in the trauma, the trauma train is the ability to recognize, number one, how to be able to hopefully dismantle the trauma train in itself. And if you keep going back to certain trauma stops, that you learn how to heal from that trauma. So that way it won't affect your life. And a lot of times we put things to the side, we bury them. Sometimes the hurt is so graphic, it's so raw that the only thing we can do to survive mentally and emotionally and even physically at times is to like push that trauma all the way back. But it will and it does affects how you think, how you react to situations, the decisions you make, and the decisions you just choose not to make. You know, inaction is the most action beyond you physically doing something. Um, so remember that. Sometimes you're not making a decision can be more even catastrophic um, than you actually making the wrong decision. So it's about, you know, thinking about how you want to heal from that and figuring out some coping mechanisms because it will affect you. It will affect every decision that you make. And it's so subtle. So you may not think, okay, well, I'm making this decision because it's emotionally charged because I had trauma from my childhood or, you know, I was in a horrible relationship or, you know, the environment, you know, I keep, no matter where I move to is the same situation, but it's just different people. Um, it will keep, it, it will keep infiltrating your life. Okay. So you need to figure out how to heal from them things. And I'm not saying that you have to do all the healing before you decide to step out on faith or step into your purpose, but you have to recognize that you may need some healing. And maybe this relocation is a part of it, right? Maybe where your current lo location is at, you did all the healing. You went to your therapy, you did your meditation, you got closer to your higher being, right? You got closer if you are a person of faith to your faith. 
you just got closer. You did all the internal work, but however, no matter how much therapy you go to, no, no matter you know how much meditated and journaling, no matter how much you try to stay away from them people, places, and things, just you being in an environment is so toxic that it, it is derailing your train of healing, right? You're trying to go to healing places within yourself and just out in your environment. So no matter what you do, you can't get your full, you can't, you can't heal properly, right? Because everywhere you turn, trauma is just slapping you in the face. Pain is just slapping you in the face. Hurt is just slapping you in the face. So your relocation, that may be your way to really get that full healing, right? So if that's the case, you just understand and like, that's what you need. And like I said before, you may not have, you're not going to have all the healing, if, especially if these are years and years of covered up hurt, covered up wounds, years of bad relationships, years of, you know, self-harming behavior, whether it's physically an addiction or mentally, or just years of you just not believing in you, just not believing in the gifts and the talents that you do possess. It didn't happen overnight. It's not going to end overnight. But as long as you understand that you are going to take you with you no matter where you go. And you're going to take those same mindset beliefs. You want to take those same behaviors with you. And you will attract that same type of, those same type of people, places, and things, right? If, if, if the change is not being made. When you're relocating... It can be, a, it can, it can feel amazing. Like you can be so euphoric. You can have like these emotional thoughts. Like you can just do anything. You could, I mean, you literally, it's like it's supercharging you, right? But it's not really based on any substantial facts. It's just the way that you feel. You feel amazing. You're making all these decisions without doing any real deep thinking, right? Um. Maybe you decided to tell everybody it was relocating, or maybe you just said, you know what, I'm getting my shit and I'm packing my stuff and where I'm, I'm out. Or you know what, I'm taking a suitcase and I'm just starting all over again. Or you could be at a spot where it's like, you're just dreading moving, you're dreading the relocation, even though all the positives outweigh your negatives. And you staying where you currently are, those negatives are outweighing the positives of you, of you actually moving. So you're kind of stuck. Now, being able to find that medium, that in-between, where you are very realistic, right, of what it's going to require from you emotionally, um, but you are still very realistic in the fact that um, it's not going to be all horrible and maybe you shouldn't have so much worry. So it's like finding that medium in the midst of it. And sometimes that can be hard because... You literally could be so excited, but you're not really thinking about the what, where, who, why, and how of your relocation. You're not doing the research um, and making sure that where you relocating is having, you know, community compatibility to your needs, your wants, and your desired lifestyle. And not being really realistic about what you need. And if you're relocating with children or a family, um of their needs either because you know right now you're just like saying I'm going to relocate and it's just all about how you feel um or like I said it could be at the other end where it's like you're just dreading it 
and you're and, and it's like a part of you knows deep down inside this is the only way for you to really use your gifts talents and step into your purpose and be the person you were called to be but you have all those negative thoughts telling you what you can't do you shouldn't do it this gonna go bad that gonna go bad so you have to find somewhere in the middle and it may not happen overnight okay so the next thing i want to talk about is how to access your emotional strength. So your emotional strength, to me, is where even when you're in a panic or even when you're extremely happy or even if you're extremely sad or even if you're somewhere in the middle that you have something that is grounding you, right? And the something that will ground you will be your why. So your why, it should never be emotionally abased, even if it's, Something like, okay, for me, for instance, for myself, my why is my children, right? I want to create a better life, have new experiences for them, but it's not based on the emotion, right? Because if it were, every time they didn't listen, which is a lot, I would just say, F it. Like, I would just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm going back. We're not doing it. If I based it on an emotion, if I based it on a behavior, right? My why is to create a better life. My why is not, oh, if my children behave five out of seven days a week, then I'm going to relocate or I'm going to do the things that's necessary to give them a better life. It just doesn't work that way. So your why is is the grounding of your emotion. It's the anchor that's going to hold you. It's like it's basically going to hold you in the middle of the night and be your guiding light even when you feel like you can't do it. Even when it feel like everything that could go wrong could go wrong, right? Or even when it's sometimes things is just may seem too good to be true, and sometimes they are, it'll keep you grounded. It'll keep you focused most times, right? We're all still human. Um, but learning how to harness that emotional strength via your why is so utterly important. Okay. What is your why? You're probably like, when you said harness your why, that's your emotional anchor, that's your strength. So like I said before, and I'm going to go into a little bit more detail, your why could be one reason. It could be a thousand. I'm not saying you need a thousand whys to make an informative move, relocation, um, but you do need at least one. It can be as tiny as a mustard seed, right? We talking about faith right now. It can be as tiny as a mustard seed, or it can be as big as Mount Everest, but it's your why. It's not emotionally based. So even if you feel bad one day or you feel good the next, your why is still grounded and it stays the same. So if you have, say you're single and you want to travel or you want to move across the coast because it's an amazing job opportunity that you've literally been waiting for. So your why is not the job opportunity. Your why may be the ability to have experiences that you wouldn't other have and to better your life and to connect with people and to be the best that you can be. Maybe that's your why. Or maybe you may be like me. I'm a single mom. I have three special needs children. That's a whole nother podcast and conversation. Love them to pieces. But they were my why. So no matter how frustrated I get, no matter if I want to cry, if I want to laugh, if I'm angry, sad, happy, or even mad, because my children are my why and what I want for my children and what I want for myself, it keeps me steadfast in remembering that is a reason why you're doing X, Y, and Z. 
So if you want to say it's a why or it's a reason, it's that one thing that it will stay the same. And when I mean stay the same, it won't waver based on emotions or feelings. Now it can change because maybe you might have a new why or you add an addition to that why. Um, because we all evolve and our goal should evolve with us, right? Because maybe what you wanted at 18 is not what you want at 34. Or what you want at 34 could be totally different than now that you're 50, what you might want, what's important to you. And the next thing we're going to talk about is how being emotionally based can be can sabotage your relocation. Making emotional decisions can sabotage it. Like it can sabotage it before you even start. And it's nothing like making a decision that's based on emotions that's life changing because like I stated before in my intro and you'll hear me talk about it. A relocation is so, it's just more than just you moving because you can move across town. You can move around a corner. You can move across the street. You literally can change your legacy. You can impact generations to come just because you decided to go out on faith, go out on research, well-grounded, know your why, faith. (laughs) And, you know, maybe you may meet that partner that business may happen that you never thought could happen or you're able to move that career or just meet people um, and be in the right place at the right time or what have you. And um, making decisions that are only based on how you feel can be catastrophic. It can sabotage your goals. It can cause you to not be aligned with your purpose. It can cause you to be going through extra situations and circumstances that were never meant for you. But because you chose to make a decision that was based on how you felt and not based on your why or not based on the data and not being realistic, right? And if that decision wasn't whole, now you're in a situation where you got to maneuver. You got to maneuver out of things and into things just to get realigned. So just be mindful. You know what I mean? Think about it. When you're ready to make a decision, you have to ask yourself three things. Am I going to feel this way if I'm happy? Am I going to feel this way if I'm excited? And is this really realistic? Is, is this matching up with what I'm supposed to do in life? And sometimes when you don't know what you're supposed to do, um, trying to figure that out can be a little bit iffy. And that's another episode. But pulling back, you have to really ask yourself, is this really aligning? Does this sit right in your spirit? You know, not necessarily what other people might have to say, but is it really sitting right? Or are you questioning it? Going back and forth in your head, overanalyzing it. You know, you got that feeling where mm, it don't feel right, but you do it anyway because your overall emotional state is like, oh my God, I'm just so frustrated. I got to go down or this job opportunity is amazing, but where you move to, that's the only job opportunity. It's not other job opportunities for hundreds of miles, or let's be maybe a little bit more realistic. Depending on you, depending on where you're um, relocating to, that hundred amount, that hundred miles could be correct. But let's say 50 or 60 miles. Think about it. What if you get there and that's just not the job that was for you now? You may have to drive two and three hours to go to work or figure some things out. But if it wasn't emotionally based and you really looked at everything and all the facts, maybe that would maybe you would have said, you know what, I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait and I'm going to be a little bit patient um, because I know that my lifestyle and my needs require a different environment um, and things of that nature. 
And last but not least, I want to talk about mental health. And as a mental health survivor, and I say survivor because I survived it every single day, right? Um, through anxiety and depression here and there, but really anxiety. You can make decisions that you that, that you normally wouldn't make. So if you suffer from mental health and you're ready to make a life-changing decision so far as relocating, I really is so more it's so even more important for people as myself that survive mental health every single day to really make sure that the why is concrete that you're not doing it because maybe your anxiety level was high right or maybe you're going through a depression or maybe you are in a mania stage where you know everything is like so amazing it's like so for like i have to do it right now or maybe you feel impulsive to make a decision that you haven't really thought about um because of your mental health of our mental health and the challenges that we face on a daily basis so before making any huge huge life decisions or not making those decisions you need to find someone that you could trust a third party whether it's a therapist whether it's a friend of a friend or someone that you trust and that can be advice as possible to be able to give you advice and maybe help you work through some decision making. Um, you don't want to talk to someone that is toxic. You don't want to talk to someone that is manipulative because if somebody has something to gain out of you staying or you relocating, they're going to be biased and they may manipulate. And I know as a mental health survivor myself that it literally sometimes depending on the day you could like you literally feel like you don't know if you're coming or going or you're so excited about a situation so you just run head first into it without really thinking about it clearly so just understand that there's help out there if you want to send me a message if you want to email me you can reach me at hello at the relocationmaven.com hello at the relocationmaven.com or you can send me a message via this podcast because I know what it's like to relocate. I've done it several times. And just to navigate everyday like life and how being a mental health survivor can impact the way you look at things, um, the type of decisions that you make, and your ability to take action. So again, the relocation impact is so important. And this emotional part I may have not went over every last thing, but this is just the basis. This is just really touching um, that emotional relocation impact. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about the interpersonal and how the relationships that you have with other people and that relationship that you have with yourself, how it intertwines with the, re- the, with the emotional relationship. So stay tuned for that. Again, my name is Nigel. LaVon, I am your host. I am so excited to be on this journey with you, right? Because like I said, it's so much more than just a move. And I'll say it over and over. This is a chance for you to step into your purpose, for you to meet new people, for you to get out of that toxic environment, for you to leave toxicity at the door and keep it moving. This is about you being the best you could be. And I'm just super excited that... I'm on this journey with you. I'm honored in fact. So I will see you in the next episode where we'll be discussing interpersonal relocation impact.
Until next time, see you then. Don't forget to comment and share this podcast. So even if you're not relocating, share it to somebody that may be thinking about it. Um, I'm literally, we're literally going to be talking about everything, the before, while you're in transit, and the after. On every basis, how the relocation experience impacts everything. Hello and welcome to the Relocate Your Life Like a Boss podcast. My name is Nigel LaVaughn and I am your host, the Relocation Maven. In this part of the Relocation Impact Series, we will be talking about interpersonal. So the interpersonal relocation impact. And that is consisting of relationships. Whether it be personal, business, professional, friendships, family, spouses, it is those relationships that have an impact on your daily life, whether you realize it or not. So you may be thinking, well, how can a relocation impact your decision to relocate? Well, it can. Are you in a relationship that may be toxic? Maybe it's a healthy relationship. I'm hoping it is healthy. Um, Are you and your partner, are you on the same wavelength? of wanting to relocate. Do you have children that may be in high school and you're trying to figure out how you're going to break it to them that it's time to relocate and they have to leave everything that they know, family, friends, and school? Or maybe it's that relationship on your job, that professional relationship, and you do like an amazing job, like kick-ass job, and you're like kind of scared that your manager or supervisor um, won't put in a good word for you to transfer to a better position. Or maybe it's the relationship with your family. Or maybe those friends, or maybe you're in the situational shit. All those things will impact your relationship. Let's talk about toxicity and the need to assess each individual relationship And what I like to call is a toxic risk, right? On what what scale, one being healthy, it's non-toxic, 10 being is toxic, you need to release and move on from that relationship, all the relationships in your life. And do you want to continue with that level? Relocating can impact you in so many different ways. And it can bring, you can think everything is all right, but it can bring out problems that you never really paid any attention to because you're ready to move on um, to a different phase in life. Having a clear understanding of the people that you allow in your life and how you show up in their life, but how you require for them to show up in yours is truly imperatively important. There are times where distance is a good thing, right? Sometimes you gotta love a person from a distance, right? You love them, but to have them in your life every single day is draining, it's toxic. And there are some times where, you know, it's a great relationship, but an opportunity, you just feel like you can't pass by, um, your relocation will affect that. Because there's a difference when you can call a person up and say, you know what, I'm on my way, I'm stopping past, let's go to dinner, let's go to the movies. We may not be able to do that right now in the COVID-19 era, 
But before and hopefully after COVID-19, you'll be able to resume those type of activities to having that phone call, maybe video chatting, and not having that same in-person experience um, that you were able to have with that person. Do you have, you know, multiple children that may be older? Being able to sit down with them and also understand their needs and the relationships that they have built up and how the relocation will affect them. Because a lot of times for parents, and I'm a parent myself, we see the big picture, right? We see little details, but we're big picture people. We realize that, you know what, this relocation I can have, you know, is a a better cost of living, is more opportunities, my salary is higher, that business that I have been wanting to open up forever will, will thrive there. But then you have children where all they see is the details. So from going to school with their friends to hanging out, to being able to have sleepovers, right? To be able to go over to their family and friends, maybe go to their pop-pop or grandmother's house. Even being able to visit a parent on demand, they see those details where the person that's relocating, normally the parent, we see the big picture, right? We see beyond those little details that seem unimportant, but they are. So how do you take that into consideration and communicate the need of the relocation um, with your children or whatnot. As you really sit to start to think, you sit down and you start to think, are you able to serve in that relationship? Are you able to show up 110%? Are you able to be authentically you? Now, I'm not saying be an authentic asshole, right? And I'm not saying that you know, you don't have to change when you don't have to change your behaviors or reactions to things, right? Because I am a firm believer, you know, the whole accept me as I am, but accept all my BS and no, I don't have to change. No, that's not healthy at all. Um, that's quite selfish. So are you able to be authentically you? Are you able to show up in that relationship in your life? Then you need to ask yourself this. Are, are they showing up the way that you require, the way you require and the way you need them to show up? And if you find a disconnect, understand that relocation is not going to make the disconnect reconnect, right? Because you're putting distance. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where you need a little distance for a person to like come to grips and be a little bit more appreciative of the relationship and the spot that they hold in your life. Sometimes that works. But let's talk about the times where though, if nobody was on the same page before you left, guarantee when you move, you're not gonna be on the same page. So identifying healthy relationships, identifying toxic ones, identifying if those were the reasons why you decided to relocate in, you know, in the first place, if that was a part of on one of the reasons that you felt like you needed to have a new environment, have a fresh start. Excuse me if you hear a dog in the background. It's not my dog. I love dogs. I don't have dogs. I just live in a neighborhood that has dogs. And maybe you didn't hear the dog in the background. But back to what I was saying. You want to assess those relationships. And then you want to be realistic, right? Because everybody can't do long distance. I'm, I'm more so talking about spousal relationships. People can't handle long distances. 
a lot of times. And even though they say they can, and even though they may even promise you that they'll move down in a year or they'll come and visit, life has a way of showing up every single day. And if that person was just telling you that so you so you wouldn't not go after your dreams, which is so unselfish in a way, but it is kind of selfish because you kind of think you're, you may be thinking, well, you know what? I'll go ahead and relocate and I'll get myself established. And this person that I truly love and care about, they'll eventually come around, right? And that's not fair to no one. So being honest about and realizing that even if a person plans to come after you relocate, they plan to join you, they plan to visit, they plan to be able to sustain a long-distance relationship, just being realistic that that may not happen. And it may not be that they're the meanest person in the world. It's just that as people, we need human connection. We need to be able to see, touch, and feel and hear, you know, that instant gratification. We kind of really need that. And many people, they may not need that intensively, but on a human level, we just need that. So being realistic about those type of relationships, also understand that your friendships are going to change. And they can change for the positive, or you can see distance where maybe you used to go out and have a good time and go get drinks and, you know, go to the movies, all those dope ass things that you would do with your friends. But you may be eight hours away. You may be even in another time zone. So the communication can suffer, but it also gives you an opportunity to be able to plan, you know, amazing trips to be able to see them back and forth. But just understand that those relationships can change. I know for me, I've known someone almost 20 years, if not more. And our relationship changed because I relocated. I still love the girl from the bottom of my heart, but it changed. And as you grow older and as you go through your journey, right? With your goals, your wants, your needs, your desired lifestyle, what you look at is important. It's going to change and understand that some of those friendships, even if you had had them from childhood, they're literally, they may fade away. They may get stronger. They may sit in the background, but understand and be realistic about it, that it can happen. So, cause I don't want you to come up to a surprise. Oh my God, I moved. I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, starting my life over. And then the person that I adore the most, we don't really talk like that. Or when we talk is a disconnect or that person might not be able to relate because they're not having that current experience with you. So just be realistic about all your relationships. And if it was drama, whether it's family, friend, or foe, I want you to think deeply. If you need to sit on some prayer about this, it will. if, if you allow it to seep into your new beginning, to seep into your duo, it will. So if it was negative Nancy, or, or negative John before you left. It's going to be negative Nancy and negative John when you go. And I feel like relocation, and it's not even just what I feel, it's what I know to be true. Relocation, because you're moving into a new environment, you're meeting new people, new surroundings, a new culture. And I don't mean ethnic culture. I mean like that city culture. I mean that country or that rural or off-grid culture. It's just a certain way to each different location they do things the way they talk, the food they eat. All those things are, are that are iconic for that particular location is going to be different from where you came from. And you want to be able to not 
drag negativity and drama and people that's hating on you to your start over moment in life. So relocation and interpersonal relationships, they go hand in hand and they will be impacted. And they may be impacted negatively, positively, right? And understand this, when you start to grow and when you make that decide to take a leap of faith and you start to align your gifts, your talents, and you step into your purpose and you're using the relocation as a vehicle, you're going to, you know, you're going to bring things out of people that you may have never seen. You're going to make people uncomfortable, but that's okay, right? Because you have people, they can... They can be your family, your and your friends, and they can have genuine love for you, but because they have never done it, done it, or because they choose to put their insecurities on you, they that's exactly what they do, and it comes off negative, and it it almost comes off in the tone of they're being a hater, or maybe they don't care, or maybe they don't love you anymore. When honestly, deep down inside, I'm not saying half of them ain't hate hating on the low, maybe a little jealous on the low. But a lot of times when a person has not experienced what you are trying to experience and they are not going to that level that you're trying to go to or haven't been there or not working towards that, they have a tendency to push their own insecurities off of you, off on you. So understand that. So be really mindful who you choose to bring into your journey with you and to who you choose to bring into your decision making. Because let me tell you this. If you're talking to a person that never left the neighborhood, maybe never even moved off that block, they don't travel the world, they don't travel to different cities, towns, and states, right? They never had those experiences. Nine times out of 10, and I'm gonna leave 1% for the person that maybe they have a mental or medical condition where they just can't travel, right? But let's leave the other other nine, you know, 90%, right? Those people are not the people you want to talk to about you relocating. Those are not the people you want to confide in because their their limits, right, and their experience and their insecurities, they're going to push them off on you, even if it's by default, even if it's not on purpose. So you may not get that motivation that you need. You may not get that, you know, that encouragement, right? You're damn sure not going to be inspired. Um, so really be mindful in this journey, whether you choose to relocate, you choose to say, you know what, maybe I just need an hour away or whether you understand that maybe it wasn't a physical relocation you needed. Maybe you just need to relocate some people out your life and that's okay. And as we go through more of the podcasts and we have more of the episodes, those will be one of the things that I talk about. There are, is a mental relocation, is a mindset shift relocation is a physical relocation where you physically move you and your items or you move yourself to another geographical location and then there is a I'm going to relocate people out of my life relocations so just be mindful of that again we're going to we went over how different relationships can impact your relocation who to talk to about your journey understand they may pay push their insecurities off on you be aware of toxicity and understand if that toxicity is coming from you because it's not always you know that person is giving off toxicness it could be you or y'all two could be together and it's just you know two toxic people or two people that just don't align um be realistic um about your expectations 
you know, if you are moving or if you are deciding to relocate with the spouse, make sure that you are on the same page, period, point blank. Because the last thing you want to do is relocate with someone that does not want to relocate. And they will have resentments and there will be arguments and you will not be able to really align into your purpose because their insecurities, their resentments are going to weigh you down and pull you back. And nine times out of 10, they're going to figure out how to maneuver on, you know, back to where y'all left. Because just because you may be ready to relocate, you may have made up in your mind and your heart, you know your why, it's not emotion-based, you're not doing things off an emotion or off of, you know, the way you feel, you're doing things based off of facts, right? You're doing things based off of you are aligning them with your goals and your talent. And you're using a relocation as a vehicle so you can step into your purpose where they may still want to be around their family and friends. They may have a job job that they love. They may have they may have a community that they have built along the way that they're not ready to necessarily let go of in that sense. And maybe they say, you know what, I'll do this because I love you or whatever, or they'll just go along because you have some people that they don't come out directly and say, this is not what I want to do. They'll just kind of go along with it, but it's always, they're always looking for an out. So if you're in a current relationship and that person is always looking for an out, just because you relocate with them, them looking for an out is not going to stop. They're going to still be looking for an out. So make sure that both parties is on the same page. Goals are, y'all have similar goals. They're not going to be the same. Because we're all different human beings. But y'all need to be going in that same kind of direction so that way this relocation can be beneficial for you and it should be beneficial for your part, your partner. So you have communication and you just be open and it be able to accept. It might be hard that they may not want to relocate, but also be able to accept that if this is what you want to do, understand that it's a risk. It's a risk if you stay and it's a risk if you go. It might be hard for you to relocate, but it might be just as hard for you to stay. So on that note, I'm going to let you go. I am so honored to be a part of your relocation journey. And stay tuned until next time where we will be going over the professional relocation impact. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Relocate Your Life Like a Boss podcast. My name is Nigel LaVaughn, and I am your host, The Relocation Maven, where my job and number one goal is to help you align your talents, gifts as you step into your purpose with your relocation. So this episode, we're going to talk about the professional relocation impact. You may be wondering exactly what that is. Well, the professional relocation impact is really essentially three categories. The first category is professional transferability. Are you able to transfer your position? Are you able to transfer to a a better position within your current organization? So whether it is throughout the United States or it may even be overseas, they may have an overseas assignment Are you able to transfer? Do they have those benefits? Do they have a relocation package? And do you qualify for it? The second category would be 
people that are leaving their current place of employment. So you're searching for whether you're searching for a job, whether it's entry level, executive, you are literally looking to either be able to expand your knowledge base, go in a whole different direction career-wise, um, or take them same take your same skill set and just apply it to a different company. So that's very important because see, you want to make sure that wherever you do relocate to, they have more than one employer for the type of job that you want. I know it's COVID-19 and everybody's on work from home and we are slowly making that transition. But please let me remind you, a lot of those companies have restrictions on where you can actually live at. So even though it's remote, even though you it may be a hybrid where you come into the office once or twice a week, or you're out in the field, you know, social distancing, you have to understand that you may have to be in that state to actually legally um, obtain that employment. And then the third category is to all my solo entrepreneurs, my entrepreneurs with you know, amazing teams to small businesses, to medium-sized businesses, and even large corporations for the people that run them and own them. Are you going to transfer that business? Are you going to close down your current location? Are you expanding? Is the location that you're wanting to relocate, will it make business sense as well as personal sense? And can you get that work-life balance? So those are the three main categories of professional impact relocation and the impact of it. Now, you may be wondering, okay, how do I even go about finding out if my current organization has relocate relocation opportunities? Well, the first thing you can do is go to their internal job board. Mostly every organization, they will prefer to hire from within because it's just easier, right? They know your skill set. Um, they know you. They don't have to try to figure out, they don't have to waste money trying to figure, to see if you're the right fit. They pretty much know you have a hopefully a positive track record with them and you have been able to cross train and gain skills along the way. So look on the internal job board. Now, maybe you don't wanna go directly to your supervisor or directly to HR right off the bat. So what you can do is just Google your own company, type them in Indeed, in ZipRecruiter or any other job searching engine that you could probably reach off of Google to see if they have any open job availability and the desired location where you want to relocate to. Two, see if you're see if you qualify for the job first. Do a preliminary screening to make sure your current skills match what they're looking for. Because even though you're in the company, they may not know that you are willing to relocate. You know, maybe they're not keeping up with to say, you know what, maybe John or maybe, maybe, you know, Cynthia, they're ready to take this position unless you go and say something. So you want to make sure that you update your resume to any skills that you learn, certifications or things that you have learned on the job, right? Or even in your community that aligns with that new position, you want to give them an updated resume. And then I would just talk to HR, right? Because if they know they have an in-house candidate, that is willing to relocate, that is looking to relocate and eligible, they would rather spend that money on you relocating than having to find an external candidate and go through the interview and the head hunting and you know, spending all that time, money and resource on someone that they don't know when they know you, but they just don't know that you're, that you're willing and ready to relocate. 
So once you find that position, you want to see, you know, do they offer relocation assistance? It's very imperative because even though you're like ready to go, you're excited, we still have bills. You still have responsibilities. You may be relocating your family or it could just be yourself. Maybe it might be with a spouse or maybe you may be taking care of, you know, an elderly parent and they're coming with you. You want to make sure that number, number one, the relocation timeline makes sense for you, right? Um, cause there's a lot of moving parts It's more than you just finding a place. You want to make sure you're in the right community. You want to be able to get your belongings to where you're at and you want to be able to settle in and connect with the community around you. And even more so if you are bringing a family or, you know, whether, or just a spouse or maybe a, you know, an elderly family member with you. Um, so you want to make sure that they offer, you know, relocation, you know, maybe as a lump sum, maybe they might offer, you know, reimbursement for the cost or whatnot. Or do they have access to temporary housing while you look around and you get settled? What about a home buying program? You want to ask, you want to make sure and ask questions, right? Because you may figure out, well, yes, you still want to relocate, but maybe doing the internal drive transfer just might not be to your best, for your best cause, right? It may not be good just to you, just because the relocation package, package that they offer, it's not, you know, overwhelmingly suited to your needs. Then you would just move this, you know, to the second category and start looking for other organizations that are, you know, hiring for people to come out and relocate in, in this, that, and the third. Okay. Also, just pay attention to the local, to the job boards within your organization. And you apply, you apply, right? Because half the battle, I feel like 90% of you getting that job is you actually doing an application and you letting them know that you want it, right? Because you already got that foot in. Most times, if you've been there for a while, you got two feet in. Now, I'm going to be super like honest with you. You may do so good at a job that it may be a little bit pushback from your immediate supervisor for you to actually leave that um, location and be moved to a different one. So I'm not saying all supervisors are like this or all managers or even, you know, upper management. But if you get that pushback, you know, just be prepared for it. And then you have to figure out how do you navigate around it? And a lot of companies, they want they want to have internal growth. Right. But so this either this opportunity to either have you realizing that this company really wants you to grow and be successful and grow with them or they don't encourage, they don't encourage internal growth. And then you may have to do some soul searching and, you know, start looking at other avenues to be able to invest in a company that's willing to invest in you. So for the second category, maybe you got laid off, right? It's COVID-19 out here. It's crazy. People are getting laid off left and right. Maybe you are going into a different industry. Maybe you said, you know, whatever you was doing, you just feel like it's not going to come back no time soon. So you may be home, you know, taking up certifications, maybe some free schooling or even maybe some paid schooling just to up your game. So when you go ahead and apply for these, you know, positions that you'll be, you know, more than likely to get picked for an interview and God willing, get the, um, the job. So you are probably wondering, well, how do you do it? Because, you know, everybody's competing for a job. So once you narrow down kind of where your region or where you want to live at, you want to start job searching and you want to, you want to actually go and type in Google 
jobs that will help me relocate, right? You'd be surprised because sometimes when you go on a job search in engines, they don't necessarily tell you all, you know, all the time. So just Googling in different search terms to get to these companies that's willing to relocate. Because depending on your experience that you have and any certifications and the skill set that they may need may not be available in their current candidate pool in that area. So they'll be willing to pay for your relocation um, and offer assistance for you to actually come out, you know, to be able to um, add to that organization. So you want to start there. Then second of all, you want to have two or three backup positions available, period. Because anything can happen. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy, but literally you may just not like the company culture. Maybe you thought you was going to have work-life balance, or even maybe you thought that that area where you relocated in was going to be the spot, but it's just not, those dots are not connecting. So you want to make sure that where you're moving to, that's not the only company that hires for the type of job that you do, right? You want to make sure that it's other, that it's other, you know, places and organizations that will hire your skill set. So if you ever decided that, you know, that company wasn't for you, or maybe they did a layoff or whatever the case may be, that you do have a backup plan and you didn't move into what I like to call an, an employer dry zone, right? So what I mean by dry zone is not raining with a lot of job opportunities, it's not, rain, it's not raining with different companies having different job opportunities that's able to pour into that community, right? So it can grow. So you want to make sure that you don't, you know, you don't want to relocate into a dry zone, into an employment dry zone. You just don't. So the options that you have is to make sure it's not an employment dry zone. And if it so happened to be, seeing if it's other employment opportunities, you know, that's no more than 20 miles away, um... Because you may say you, you're willing to drive two and three hours to a job and back. But realistically, when life sets in and you're actually on the road and you're actually in traffic and you're finding that it's going to take up so much time in your day because when you are driving, every 15 minute counts. Because that 15 minutes can turn into two hours depending on where you at and how the traffic is. So for me, every 15 minute counts and you just want to make sure that even if it's not in the immediate area that within your surrounding counties, that's not too far out or within your surrounding area that you have other job opportunities. And also that particular state will have, you know, them online remote job opportunities um, there as well. For the third, last but not least category, for the business owners and the solopreneurs, whether you sell on Etsy or eBay, or maybe you might even sell cannabis, whatever the case may be, you are a creator, you might be a maker, you could be a reseller, um, you provide a product and or a ser- service or both before you decide to relocate. You have to do maybe a little bit more research than the other two categories because you want to make sure, number one, wherever you're moving to, you legally can you legally can perform your business. You legally, you legally can sell your product and service. That's number one. Then you want to make sure that it's actually a market. And if it's a market, what type of market? Because where you might, where you have, where you, where you're coming from, is a different market, is a different, what I like to call area culture. So it's not about ethnicity, it's not about race, but it's literally a culture of that certain area, that city, of that community that can impact sales, right? And even if you're online, you wanna, even if you're online, you have a little bit more of an advantage because 
all you have to do is, you know, change some things legally for your paperwork. And then maybe, you know, you put that new address up on the website. But still, especially if you need to connect with people one-on-one, maybe you are a maker and you create amazing handmade goods and you go to you go to the markets and the fairs and, you know, you're like the festivals. You want to make sure where you're moving to, um, basically you'll have a customer in that area. So that's really important. Um, you definitely want to do that research to make sure um, whatever company that you are doing currently is legal to do. And that y'all have a customer base um, in addition to making sure that you are available or hopefully you can be available online to be able to um, not be just subjected to that particular area. Also, um, when you are relocating and you are, uh, whether you're a solopreneur, you have a team, if you have a team and you're not relocating them out there with you, um, you're going to have to make some tough choices, you know, if you're not going to keep that location open. And just out of all fairness and humanity and decency, especially during whether it was COVID-19 or not, you want to let your employees know. So that way they have enough enough time to figure out that plan B, C or D. You know what I mean? Figure out an exit strategy so that way they're not just trying to figure out what to do at the last minute because they have family, they have life, they have bills. And um, that income was going towards taking care of those obligations. So I would definitely, you know, maybe you might not tell a person eight months in advance because you're not really sure. But when you know when this concrete and you know that you're going to close down that business, you need to make sure that you're upfront and you have that communication and you do everything possible, hopefully to help your employees to be able to exit out, but not exit out and down where they fall, you know, flat on their face, but you help them transition into something else if, if you're able to, or at least give them enough notice. Now, if you are going to keep that location, you have to have a team in place, right? Because if you are four hours away or you're eight hours away, maybe you can, you know, jump on the plane every single day. But who would want to even do that? So making sure you have a good team in place and making sure you have the systems you need in place to be able to run it, even if you're not there, is so critically important. You know, think about for the people that open up the um, franchises and they want to be able to spread their business product and service, you know, around the nation or even overseas. You have to have a team in place. So you want to make sure that everybody knows your plan to relocate and expand and everybody is on board. And if you have people that's just not on board or they are not in agreement with it, then you need to figure out how to let them go legally. You know, I am not an attorney, right? I do not work in HR. So let's put that disclaimer out there. But you want to have people on your team that is going that can that can help see the vision. They might not see the full vision because they're not you, but they are ready to work through to get to that vision. And the last thing you need is to be 800 miles away or on the East Coast and your first business on the West Coast or even if it's an hour away or if it's literally overseas, you don't want to have that constant variation. It's things getting done the way I needed to get done because I'm not physically there to check on things. And when you have a team in place that aligns with your, va- your your vision and your values and your worth e- your work ethic and your um I'm hoping that you're treating them the right way right you have a company culture um that values their opinions their input their creativity and you want to inspire them so they then can inspire your customers right is very important so and for the people that literally are moving to a location because they feel like it would be the best location to open up a particular business 
you know, whether it's in the touristy area or an area that's heavy on travel, um, you may not be thinking about it right now because it's COVID-19 and things are shutting down and we're dealing with a crisis that is so important. So I didn't say it at the beginning and I'll probably try to make sure I say it at some point throughout the different podcasts. Didn't say it on the last two, but to make sure that you just wash your hands, sanitize, social distance and wear your mask. You know, we all have to take a part in this. But for those businesses that are thinking, okay, I want to move to a touristy town, right? And I want to um, do different things in that area. I'm not telling you not to do it, right? Because I feel like if God has a plan for you and your talents and gifts can take you there, you will make it happen. It can happen. I just want you to be real realistic of what you may be up against that way you can plan, prep, and prepare, right? You're planning it out. You're doing the research. You're preparing, you know what I mean? You plan, prep, and prepare so that way when you do open up that business, you know exactly what things could be looking like and you have learned how to maneuver. You're making maneuverable plans. So you got that plan A, B, and C. So if whether it's online, combination of both, whether it's mobile, however you need to do it to make it a success. And you also want to, you got to have research, especially if you're starting a new business, in that area so far as the licenses is it legal exactly what you need even down to the county where you're going to be operating the business at so to tie all of this up the professional impact is is real there are many times where you can feel so stuck in your profession and maybe even feel a little bit burnt out and maybe you just need a break from it or maybe it's just that organization the organizational culture at where you work at is toxic. It's overwhelming. It is depleting you. It is draining you. It's taking all of the passion that you had out of the work that you have put time. You have dedicated your energy, your money. You've learned the skills, whether it was on a job or through college or through trade, however you learned it, you put time and effort into it. And that particular company is just like draining, right? Maybe you need that professional reset. Or maybe you are ready to start a business that you just felt like you couldn't start where you used to live at, right? Or where you currently live at. So be honest with yourself. Be transparent with yourself, number one. If you have employees, you be transparent with them. And you want to make a plan. And you need to make a backup plan. But understand this. When you align your gifts and your talents with your purpose, doors will open. Whether it's on the East Coast, the West, the West Coast, in Antarctica, and Alaska, or over in the Middle East, over in Australia, or somewhere else in the world, opportunities are awaiting you. So just be realistic with the impact, do your research, and make sure you understand your why. And make sure the reason why you're, you're moving or you're looking for you know, a different job or a job transfer, that it's just not emotional. Yes, being happy is wonderful. You need you need a sense of happiness here and there, but like I tell people this, you want to feel at peace. You want to have peace over happiness because happiness is an emotion, is a feeling that can come and go. You can be happy right now and in five minutes you, you didn't have a thought about something or something then occurred and you're no longer happy. So you want to look for peace. Whether it's in your whether it's in your current profession, a new profession that you're looking to get into or your own business, you want to have peace, right? And you want to eventually be able to have that work-life balance. Because we spend a lot of time, especially 
whether you have your own business, you're spending time in it or on it, or whether you work for somebody else, you're spending time in their business. And that's a lot of time that we put, especially out in America, is work, work, work. We're in a capitalism, you know, environment. This is how we thrive. This is how America thrives, most of Americans anyway. So you don't, you want to make sure that since you're spending all, most of your time there during the week, or whether it's overnight, the day shift, the night shift, or 24 hours because you start a new business, you want to make sure that it brings you a sense of peace. You know, you have a sense of peace, you have a sense of understanding. And it, and it just makes sense. At least 80% of the time. Because sometimes, even the things that you love, you have those days where you like, is this making sense? Why am I doing this? But then you have that one moment where you remember exactly why you're doing it. So again, thank you for joining me on this podcast. I'm super excited to be a part of your relocation journey. And stay tuned. And don't forget to hit go to the next episode because we're going to be talking about the income relocation impact. Income. We're going to be talking about money, 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 money. Money. Bye for now. Hello, and welcome to the Relocate Your Life Like a Boss podcast. My name is Nigel LaVaughn, and I am your host, the Relocation Maven. I'm so super excited to be a part of your relocation journey, where my goal is to help you align your gifts, talents, as you step into your purpose with your relocation. This episode of the Relocation Impact Series is the Income Impact Series, right? Income is king. You know, cash is king. Credit is even better. Um, so with that being said, we're going to talk about the three main areas of the income relocation impact. So the first area is transferability. Does your current income, can your current income transfer with you? So you, you may be wondering, well, what do you mean transfer if I'm not transferring a job? So these are for the people that get any type of benefits that will transfer, right? Whether it's SSDI, SSI, a pension, you know, maybe a spousal support, child support, right? Or you literally have business income that you can do your business anywhere you are. So that's going to transfer. Maybe you're in the military. That income can, that income will transfer or you are actually transferring from one position within your organization to another position right in your new location so that income is transferring with you you don't have to figure out how to regenerate an income then we have the second category so this is for the people where literally you're you're looking for employment the income that you have now because you're leaving that place of employment or maybe you're closing that business is not going to transfer with you maybe some savings are transfer with you but that monthly sustainable income is not transferring So you want to make sure that where you relocate to in your place of employment, that number one, on the baseline, you have enough income to cover the cost of living where where you will be relocating to. Then you need to sit down and you need to do a reality check of what is your desired lifestyle because the cost of living is just like, that's the basic. That's like the minimum amount you need to be able to live a certain type of way 
Um, and for some people that might be comfortable and it might not be comfortable in your chosen location. And then you have desired lifestyle cost of living. So what type of lifestyle are you living? And you want to make sure that you're, that is not way above your income, right? But then you don't want to, you want to make sure it's not too below your income because then it won't match up right. And it's going to be some, um, it'll be some issues there. Oh, we're not. So with this income, you want to make sure that number one, it is sustainable. You know, can you work at this job every single week to get a paycheck, right? Or will this business bring in consistent money for you to live off of? And if not, how do you supplement that? A lot of times when people are relocating um, and they're just, you know, they might grab like that, that holdover job, or they might grab two or three gig holdover jobs until they you know, get into their field or get at a job where they can have one full-time job and they get the benefits and the perks of that um, overnight and they'll get to get settled. Or they literally could be doing a few side hustles until, you know, their business takes off overnight. So that's the second category, you know, just generate income from the bottom up. And the third category is for the people that are transferring their businesses, right? Maybe you're transferring your staff, or you're transferring yourself, but you don't just only have an online business. You literally have a storefront or, you, or you're or you mobile. So you might have a food truck or a mobile van or whatnot, but you literally, not only do you have to make sure that you have that income to cover your own living expenses, your desire, plus your desired lifestyle expenses, you need that income to cover any additional business expenses um, of a brick and mortar. So again, you want to make sure that your business is your business transfer will be sustainable. You want to make sure that you do the research that the market, that your market, your target audience, who you sell to your customers, they're there. They're close to you. They're able to get connect with you in a way. Think about it like this. Even when they go to put a Starbucks in, a Target, a Walmart, a McDonald's, right? Those big national stores. Um, chain stores, they do a lot of research to number one, make sure their target audience is there, the demographics is there, and the people have buying power, a certain level of buying power. You're not going to see a Nordstrom in a community where that community as a whole does not have a certain buying power, right? A certain type of money come in where they have that extra discretionary income to not only purchase impulse buys, but purchase you know, high ticket items, depending on what type of business you have. So you really want to make sure that you do really good research and make sure if it's possible to have some savings um, and have two or three backup income plans until things get, you know, rolling for you. So income, like I said before, it's money, 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 because money make this world go around. You need money to pay bills. You need money to get supplies. You need money to have a certain standard of living because things cost. Um, so being very aware of how your income is either going to transfer with you or you might have to start from the bottom up. It's really important. Also, if you are starting from the bottom up with an, whether it's a business or more importantly, if it's an, if it's like a job, you know, employer, maybe it's in your same field or maybe you're not. If you are in, if you are in an area right now that has a higher cost of living, your wages should be should be able to match that. Not all the time. You know, it, you may be getting 15, 16, or even $17 to do a job. 
But if you go to, if you relocate to a state that has a lower cost of living, right? They might have more, they also may have more, you know, more poverty in some instances. And a lot of times it's less. Understand that the wages will match your cost of living. So what you may get in one state for that same exact job with that same amount of experience, you may not necessarily get that in another state. It's a little bit different if you have like a professional license, you're a doctor, you know, a nurse, you know, a lawyer, something where, you know, you already getting paid a certain amount of love, uh, money just because you have that credential. But any type of entry level, you know, laborish jobs, even tech jobs or whatnot, it all depends on the market. It all depends on the economy, but really depends on that cost of living and what's available in that area. So you have to look at things on a holistic approach and almost create a mindset to understand and be just a little bit more realistic and understand that if you're going, if you're looking for a job online and you're saying, but wait a minute, this job is only starting me out at 12 and I'm, you know, and I'm right now I'm making 18. So then you have to do some deep, you either going to have to research a little bit more, maybe change your resume up or figure out, look in that area and see what are they looking for so far as, you know, jobs, what is the industries that most power that community? Whether it's restaurant and tourism, it can be industrialism, excuse me for the train in the background. If you hear it, hopefully you won't. But literally, depending on the community that you live in and what industries support that community can kind of like tell you um, what you could do to maybe get some certifications or training to make you um, a candidate that can really demand more money to be able to... Um, Make sure that you're not only meeting the basic cost of living, but your desired lifestyle cost of living. So if you're looking for a different community and, you know, where you're currently living at, it's not working. And if you are willing to take that pay cut because you just need a peace of mind. Right. Or maybe it's a different opportunity that in the long run um, it's going to pay off. It may not pay off, you know, in the near short term. So maybe you might start off a little lower than what you're norm- what you're normally um, able to get. But think about it like this. They may have, you know, things in that company where you can advance so quickly that before you know it, and I'm not talking about years and years and years, before you know it, maybe within a year or two, you know, you're make you're on management level making money. So you want to keep everything, you want to be realistic with yourself um, and really write down what your needs and wants and your why. And does your why match the amount of income you need? Does that area, does that job really match that? And if not, how could you supplement? How could you supplement? That might mean working two jobs. That might mean working, you know, maybe that one job and a gig job until you're able to um, get into that position for that pay rate that you desire. And always look at it like this. It is so easier to get a job when you already have a job. For whatever reason, it seems like once you're working and you're filling out the applications, you're getting called for interviews. And then also remember this, if you're not currently working and you're ready to relocate, but you want to make sure that you have a job. A lot of times you might feel like it's a catch 22. Well, if I don't have an address, then how can I apply for the job? They're not offering relocation assistance, but they only saying that they're hiring people that is in with that, you know, that is in that immediate area. Well, guess what? You can always get you, get yourself, not a, not a PO box, not even one from the U S the, um, United States Postal Service or UPS, you literally can go ahead and Google and I'll try to 
in my next episode, you know, have some things where you can go to or on my Facebook page, I'll put it on there. You literally can Google a virtual mailbox in that area and get it a real actual address where you can get mail there and you can put that address on your resume. You can put that address on the application. And, but you just make sure that you're number one, able to understand that once you do that, that you have to have the ability, you have to have the time and the money to be able to go out there for interviews. If you choose not to let them know that you're relocating or I'm all about transparency. You, if you already have the virtual address, they may not know that's a virtual address. You let them know that you will, you have an address and you are, you know, you are relocating and that you'll be able to start once you get your job. You want to give yourself a two week buffer because you do need a little bit of time to just settle in. It's nothing like moving and then the next day you got to start a job and you still got to unpack and you still have to, you know, rip and run and handle, you know, just personal business just to get set up. Um, so you could start settling into the community. So I always would advise that two week buffer, but you know, just have expectations on income if you're working for somebody else. And this may be an opportunity to say, even if you get a gig job, maybe it's that business that's like that idea that has been seeded and been, you know, knocking on your brain every time you go to sleep and you keep dreaming about it or you can't stop thinking about it. This might be an opportunity for you to just unleash, you know, what's, would send you and provide a product or a service that can help the world, right? It might not help everybody in the world, but that, that your customer that's looking for you right now, like literally, they just don't know where you at because you didn't start yet, but that opportunities is always around you. So again, I'm super excited that you went with me through this relocation impact journey. This just skimmed the top of it. I do have a relocation clarity masterclass and workbook that is available for sale. Um, and it really helps you really dig deep in each of those areas. So that way, number one, you can come out with your why, the reason why, not emotionally based, but the reason why you want to relocate. It'll give you a sense of clarity um, or whatnot and help you work towards clarity. Because sometimes clarity doesn't come after one after you listen to one podcast or after you work through one workbook or even after you take a class a lot of times you know we have trauma whether it's from childhood or young adulthood or adulthood um that we haven't dealt with and it's kind of like packed up and everywhere we move to even if it's with within our own you know state or city or town it just comes right along with us so um that relocation master class and workbook it will help you gain the clarity so you're going you to get clarity about your professional, your goals, what you need, what you require, your income, what you need, what you desire, interpersonal relationships, who is toxic, who needs to stay, who, who needs to go, who do you have to love from a distance, and your emotions. How do you see yourself? And how do you care about how other people see you? All those things, which is super important, right? You're going to get clarity. So again, I'm super excited to be with you on this journey. Don't forget to save the podcast, share the podcast and visit me frequently because we're going to be talking about all things relocation before, during and after. Thank you. And you have an enjoyable morning, noon or night.